0: Hello and welcome to Wherever You Go Podcast. My name is Sam Bauer, and I am a wife, mom, business owner, and lover of Jesus. My goal with this podcast is to encourage my listeners to lean into the dreams in your heart and become the person that God created you to be. So sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, and prepare to be inspired. Good morning, everybody. Today, I'm going to share with you guys a presentation that I was blessed to give over the weekend at a women's conference. And um, I just thought that I've shared bits and pieces of my story, but I've never shared it like this on my podcast. So I hope that um, if you were at the conference and you're listening I'm sorry, <laughs> maybe you'll get something different out of it today than you did on Saturday. And if you weren't there, and this is your first time hearing it, I hope that you're inspired to um, you know, ask God to draw you closer to him through the um, story that I'm going to tell. So here we go. Ezekiel 36:26 says, "I will give you a new heart." And a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. About four years ago, I asked God for something along these lines, although I didn't really realize at the time what or why I was asking Him. Now, looking back, though, I can see what a path altering ask it was for my life. You see, Just a little over four years ago, I was in a place where I was so frustrated with my career, and I had allowed that to overflow into every other part of my life. I'd drive to work in the morning and I'd pray the whole way there, thanking God for the opportunity to be there, but also knowing that I wasn't where He wanted me to be long term. Because while I was being challenged and I was learning a lot, the culture was awful. I worked 60 plus hours a week. I only had Sunday off with my family. My husband was a stay-at-home parent, which was lovely, um, but I just felt really unhappy and disconnected. I felt disconnected from my kids, felt disconnected from my husband, felt disconnected from a church. I felt disconnected from any type of community, and ultimately, I felt disconnected from God. I was in a place where I knew, as a God-fearing woman, that He was there. I knew He wanted me. But have you ever just felt like he's not close enough? And me, knowing who God is, I always also know that when something is lacking between me and God, it's never him. It's always me. If I don't feel close to God, it's because he it's not because he isn't there. It's because I'm not there. If I can't hear him, it's not because he's not speaking. It's because I'm not listening. If my relationship with God doesn't feel close enough or good enough or mature enough, it's not because God isn't good enough or close enough or mature enough. It's probably because I'm being a brat, trying to do things my own way instead of his way. And so one morning on my drive to work with a pit in my stomach, which was pretty much every day, um, I felt God calling me to pray a prayer prayer. And I felt a little bit scared of this prayer for some reason. Um, But I was in such the state of almost desperation for God that I was willing to do whatever it took to feel closer to Him. And He gave me the words, um, and I prayed it. I said, God, I want to be closer to you. I want to be present with you. I want to hear you and see you all of the time and everywhere I am, and I want to become more mature in your love and grace. God, strip me of the things that are blocking me from becoming the person you created me to be. Even if it hurts, even if it's hard, Lord, use me and draw me closer to you. And then in my my words, I said, but please stay by, by my side during this. I know I'm going to need you. Amen. I remember the sun just rising as I prayed this prayer on Route 28 on my way downtown and actually tearing up a little bit about what I had just prayed, wondering what it meant and how God was going to answer me. In my following months at work, things got harder for me to bear. I was being asked to lead in a way that I was just not comfortable with. My manager was becoming more and more difficult to work for. And then one day it hit me. God doesn't want me here anymore. There were red flags everywhere. So I went home and I talked to my husband and we started to pray. One day after the next, doors started opening and we realized that God was calling me to open my own business. Within three months of my prayer, I had my own business. My husband was back to work, which is probably not his favorite part of the, uh, of the journey because um, he was amazing at being a stay-at-home parent, and he loved it. But he was willing to do whatever it took to, to help get us closer to where he felt and I felt God wanted us to be. And I was excited. I felt, all right, this is going to help me to grow closer to God. But God wasn't done. And spoiler alert, he's still not done. My first year in business was a doozy. In November of that year, my six-year-old daughter became ill. She was sick off and on with what we thought was a bad cold or a flu. The pediatrician didn't think it was serious enough to even bring her in to see him. So they just advised that we kept giving her fluids and she'd get better in a couple of days. But she didn't get better. We'd think she was a little bit better. The fever would go down, so we'd send her to school. And then she'd be home again in a day with a fever again. This went on for weeks. We'd take her to the doctor. When they'd agree to see her, they'd send her back home and say it was just a just a flu. Fast forward to the middle of December 2019, we had had enough. After about three or four weeks of this, she wasn't getting any better, and she was actually at the point where it was starting to get worse. The pediatrician told us again not to bring her in because her fever wasn't high enough. So we took her to the emergency room where she tested positive for pneumonia, They gave her a steroid and said that if she got any worse, we needed to take her down to Children's Hospital because they didn't treat children at the hospital we went to. Two days later, she still wasn't improving. So we took her to Children's Hospital, and that's where we stayed for the next 14 days through Christmas, through New Year's Eve. And there in her room in Children's Hospital is where I experienced God in a way that I had only heard of but never experienced on my own. And quite honestly, I never really wanted to experience him in this in this kind of a situation. But God was there. He was in every prayer, every card, every text, and every phone call. He was there when we found out one of our friends had some pull in the radiology department and was able to make sure that Andy's surgeries were first every time. She had three surgeries, because the tubes they used to drain the fluid from her lungs never seemed to be big enough. He was there when one of my clients just happened to be in charge of nutrition at the hospital and made sure all of our meals in the cafeteria were comped. He was there when Santa came to the hospital and left giant bags of gifts for both of my kids so our Christmas day could be as good as it could be. He was there when he filled my husband with the Holy Spirit, in a very real way one night while he was praying for her. And thank God, he was there the night that the surgeon came in to break the news to me that the fluid was becoming solid and they'd need to operate on her lungs the next morning, and that it was a high-risk surgery. This was what they had been preparing us for. This was what they told us we did not want to happen. The repercussions of the surgery could be life-changing and potentially the extreme. I know God was there though because I hit my knees after the surgeon left Andy's room and I didn't get up until the next morning. That's when it seemed every doctor in the hospital showed up in her room to prepare us for what the surgery would look like and prepare for us what, what could potentially be the outcomes. It was worse than my worst nightmare. Until the primary surgeon walked in and said, We just got this morning's results from the x rays, and it appears that somehow overnight the fluid started to clear out of her lungs. I'm not sure how, as yesterday when we were in there, it was thick as sludge, but it looks like it's starting to clear out on its own. We need to just check on her for the next few days but it looks like you guys might be going home in a couple of days. God performed a miracle. Some of the surgeons said it was a mistake. Some of the surgeons were in awe, and some of them admitted. I shouldn't say surgeons because they weren't all surgeons, but it just seemed like in that time it was a blur, and some of them admitted that it was a miracle. And we were out of there in a few days. (laughs) We left the hospital tired, but on cloud nine. God had used a miracle to save our baby girl. It was hard. It was heartbreaking. And it certainly stripped me of some of the things in order to draw me closer to God. And we had an amazing testimony to share with hundreds of people who had been praying for her. We still had a long journey to healing, both physically and emotionally. And we still are. But we have our daughter, and if you've met her, you know there's no doubt she's the daughter of the king. But God wasn't done. Apparently, I wasn't quite stripped of everything yet. So we got home from the hospital about a week later. I realized I hadn't had a period for at least a month, maybe two. I figured it was just stress from everything we'd been through. But I took a test just in case, and somehow, um, by some teeny tiny chance... I might be pregnant. I was. The next day, I called the doctor who sent me to get an ultrasound, only to learn that my baby didn't have a heartbeat. According to the ultrasound, the baby had died about four weeks prior, just about the same time that Andy had gone into the hospital. Now, I can't even explain how I felt sad, frustrated, stupid. How did I not know I was pregnant? Guilty, guilty, so much guilt, because when I found out I was pregnant, I didn't want to be pregnant. I just got done with this very traumatic thing, and I just wanted my life to be back to normal. So although I love that baby, and I love the idea of it being inside of me and what it might bring for my family, it was hard for me to be super excited about it. I felt confused. But the biggest feeling I felt was lonely. I hadn't told anybody other than my husband and my parents that I was pregnant, so there was really no one I felt like I could talk to about it. We just went through this other traumatizing experience, so everyone was so excited about our miracle. How could I share with them that I had also lost a child? At this point, my husband basically shut down. We process emotions differently, and I think like me, he was just very exhausted from what we had just gone through with our daughter. And when this happened, we were both stunned. His response is to tuck emotions deep down and keep it there. And every time I try to talk to him about it, he just didn't even know what to say, so he didn't say anything. I felt like I was talking to a rock. I vividly remember the lonely feeling that I felt. I remember sitting on the edge of my bed in stunned silence. My heart was as heavy as a rock. (laughs) It felt literally like a rock had replaced my beating heart. That just a week earlier was celebrating the glory of God and the new opportunity that he gave us with our daughter. But now my heart was heavy with loss. It was heavy with what-ifs. I was so confused and so lonely, and I couldn't figure out what I did wrong. God gave us our daughter back, but in the meantime, he took a child away. And there I was, alone and confused, emotionally at rock bottom, with a heart that felt as heavy as a rock. The funny thing about rock bottom though, is that when God is your rock, he is rock bottom. And so I had a choice to make. I could choose to be mad at God and try to climb out of this pit alone, or I could choose to trust God and allow him to use this mess for my good. Because God gave us free will, and we always have a choice. Every day we can choose to trust God or we can choose to try it on our own. I decided at this point, God had me here for a reason. And so I handed my heart of stone over to him and he replaced it with a heart of flesh. And over the last three years, I've learned that if you let him, God will turn rock bottom into a mountain top. Over the last three years, my life has completely changed. It took weeks, if not months, for me to even start to heal. In all honesty, I'm not completely healed yet. I'm not sure if those scars will ever fully heal, but I've become okay with that. I tried for months to get my life back to normal, the way it was before my daughter got sick and before I felt the pain of miscarrying a child. But here's the deal. I've come to realize that God didn't just hear my prayer that day. He called me to ask him to become closer to him, to draw me near for a reason. You see, God already knew it was coming. I believe that he called me to pray that prayer to soften my heart so that I'd be prepared to see him and what he already knew what was coming for me. He didn't want me to be alone. I don't think God let the hard stuff happen because of my prayer. I think God knew the hard stuff was coming And he wanted to pray in my heart ahead of time so that I'd see him throughout the journey. I think that God softened my heart the moment that I answered his call to pray what he put on my heart a year prior to any of this happening. So you're going to go through hard things in life. Growing closer to God isn't going to make hard things happen. The hard things are going to happen either way. It's It's why it's so very important that we get our hearts right first, now, so that when they do happen, our hearts are already soft enough to be eyes to Christ's work within the hard times. Yes, I grew closer to God through these trials. Yes, my life is forever changed because of what we endured during this time. And my life will never be the same as it was prior to 2019 because I'm not the same person that I was back then. God used those feelings of helplessness watching a six-year-old, my six-year-old daughter fight for her life. And the only thing I could do was pray to God. And when I found out that I lost a baby, the only thing I could do was cry out to God. He used these experiences to show me that this life is not mine. He is in charge and he will give and he will take away. And there is not a darn thing I can do about it. But going through that all with a softened heart that God had called me to pray for before it all happened, allowed me to go through it knowing full well that God was with me every stinking hard step of the way. And this new heart that I have has truly allowed me to begin to step into the person who God created me to be. In this, in this passage, back to Ezekiel thirty six twenty six, I will give you a new heart, a new heart. I'm sorry, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. In this passage, God is promising not just to restore Israel physically, but also spiritually. This is a prediction of the coming of Jesus. God is stating that he would give them a new heart for following him and put his spirit within them to transform and empower them to do his will. This is what God has been doing for me and what he can also do for you. I was already a believer when I prayed this prayer. I already loved God and committed my life to him when I had prayed this prayer. But I had felt God was calling me closer and asking me to draw him closer. I'm sorry, asking me to ask him to draw me nearer. I know he's not done. I know hard times aren't over. As this life is hard. What I do know And what I want you to know is that no matter what your life looks like right now or what you're going through, that God always offers you a fresh start. God always wants to draw you nearer. And if you are hearing that call to pray that prayer, to ask him to draw you closer to him, I encourage you to pray it. Maybe you're new to your faith journey. Maybe you're a mature believer. It doesn't matter where you are in your journey with Christ. He still offers you a fresh start the opportunity to move closer to Him, to draw you nearer. You just have to ask and be open to receiving. You can choose to try to do this life on your own, or you can choose to release control to God. And when you do choose to release control to God, you will receive a new heart for God, and you will feel His Spirit within you in ways that you've never felt before, empowering you to move into who He created you to become. You will find new purpose, a new passion, and your adventure with God will become something that others will see and know couldn't possibly be you doing on your own. They'll know that something else is at work with you. They'll see a difference. So I ask this of you. Have you stubbornly resisted God's love and leading in your life? Have you stonewalled his plans for you? Do you feel like God is not close as you'd like him to be or that he isn't speaking to you? Has your fear of loss or heartbreak been keeping you from having a serious, committed relationship with God? If you feel any of these ways, it might be time for you to pray a prayer that will change your life. Ask God to release you of the things that are keeping you from Him. Ask God to exchange the parts of your heart that are like stone for flesh. If you ask, trust me, God will answer, and He will begin as the Holy Spirit within you to create in you a tender heart that is receptive of him and your life will never be the same because you will advance in your journey to becoming the person that God has created you to become. That was my presentation Um, and I hope you enjoyed it. Um, But I will just add to the end of it. If you do feel like you're a little bit distant from God and you are feeling in your heart that you want to be closer to him, I'm going to go ahead and repeat the prayer that I prayed. And um, if you feel called to continue listening and pray it with me, then um, I encourage you to do that. Um, God, I want to be closer to you. I want to be present with you. I want to hear you and see you all of the time and everywhere I am, and I want to become more mature in your love and grace. God, strip me of the things that are blocking me from becoming the person you created me to be, even if it hurts, even if it's hard. Use me, Lord, and draw me closer to you. And Lord, Please stay by my side while you are at work because I know I'm going to need you. Amen. I'm going to end today with Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go.